0: Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party Late Late Show, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today?
1: Doing really well. A little bit of a different recording time because we wanted to make sure we could watch
0: the trailer first. Yep. Yep. Today we are we we did our reaction on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Uh, but now we're kind of doing a bit more of an in-depth breakdown, some speculation uh, for the season eleven reveal trailer, uh, a season eleven escape with our in-depth breakdown on that trailer. And yeah, as we mentioned, it's a late night recording, unfortunately, because of that. So we're both a little tired, but we're still here to bring you guys some killer content. I think <laughs> that's exactly right. If you want your questions answered on the show, though, please leave them in the form of a five-star review on Apple Pods. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, join our Discord with the link in the description to ask your questions to our community. Uh, Before we kind of dive into the trailer, though, we have a quick little announcement about the schedule for next week.
1: Next week, we will be delaying our Wednesday episode by one day. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. Uh, We're counting down until our video podcast premieres with the release of Season 11 as well. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon to help us achieve our next goal of expanding the third party or check out our latest poster design for this limited edition
0: item. Yeah, make sure you're in the Discord and such. As we mentioned, we'll get you guys some reminders in case anyone forgets that an episode's supposed to come on Thursday instead of Wednesday this week. But with that, though, let's, let's just get to it. We're going to dive into the trailer. The Apex Legends escape launch trailer, which hit number one on trending on YouTube upon release. I don't even know how to explain how big of a deal that is. Like number one on YouTube, that's nothing to scoff at.
1: Big deal. Big deal for sure. No doubt about it. I mean, you know, pursuing our own careers in the gaming space outside of just this podcast. It's hard to imagine being anywhere else. Gaming is Mm -hmm. just so interesting, and the fact that it can have such a major impact globally is really, really cool. Love the Apex is at the center of it right now.
0: Yeah. These these premiere trailers are always top-notch. The animation's amazing. Uh, I believe I saw on Twitter someone mentioned that this was the same marketing team that worked on the trailer as the Fuse gameplay trailer, so... A little connection into in the past and I think you see it in the animation as well. Um, I'm really excited. I think it's top notch. I know you and I have watched back all of these premiere trailers like in order before to like get them all and get the story rolling. And this one'll definitely be added to the list. I think you and I's instant reaction or that it was that it it was a top tier. It was one of our favorites of all time.
1: Yeah, I I think it's the best. I, I think this is the best premiere trailer we've had to date. I mean it was so epic. We got to have so much amazing story, I think. And, you know, if Mirage is the star and he doesn't get completely
0: wrecked and destroyed, I mm-hmm. think it's a really good trailer. It, whenever Mirage finds a way to survive, things just seem to work out for the better. It's a really great combo. But with that, we're kind of going to give anyone that maybe hasn't seen it or forgotten about it a little bit. So by the time you're listening to this, we'll go into a little play-by-play breakdown of the trailer. I got to do it for the stories from the Outlands, so Henry will be taking the lead on this one. Uh, Have a good time, and I'm happy to listen here for a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so just kind of going through the story, and then at the end, we'll kind of break down some of the things that we picked up on, and do some speculation as we do, uh, but also just kind of pulling out the key details. But... The trailer and the story begins. We join Mirage and Bangalore on a small boat being shuttled by a Marvin. Very helpful. Excellent. Mirage tells Bangalore that she is going to love it here. Mirage goes on to say that it's about time they get a real vacation. At this time, Octane, Rampart, and Crypto speed past them in an identical boat. Bangalore says it's not a vacation. And then no good can come from this place. Now, at this point, Bob Marley's Three Little Birds song is playing in the background. And that's the one that goes, Don't worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be all right. Kind of scary music, honestly. It's uplifting, mm-hmm. it's tropical, we're happy. But, you know, if you don't have a reason to worry, then you might not be singing the song. In the first place.
0: Yeah. It's one of those, uh, you know, happy, but there's a little, there's some deeper meaning normally Mm -hmm. to it when that vibe's rolling. But I will say it does lead to this really fun island vibe of adventure as we kind of start with all these bright, happy colors everywhere, kind of no sign of distress currently.
1: 100%. We're definitely going up the story arc and uh, everything is good. When they reach this tropical island, it appears all the legends are having a good time. Octane jumps in the water. Gibraltar is fishing. Valk is flying around, pulling Loba on a wakeboard. Oh, so cool. Pretty cool, cool highlight. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Rampart is chasing around a flock of chickens, which she uh, really enjoys. Lifeline playing steel drums. And then Pathfinder is suntanning. Not really sure how that works, but. That's what he's doing
0: yeah he was uh he was putting on some sunblock or some oil or something in the little preview lead up for the trailer as well uh, he's just embracing the human-ish attempt side of things he's I figured out who my creators is I'm gonna become a human full-time that's the vibe now something like that
1: yeah <laughs> it's pretty funny and then stealing the show fuse Comes out of the water in a slow motion, shirtless shot. Really steals the entire trailer. But this makes Mirage uncomfortable. He says, you gotta get Walter a towel."
0: Yeah, it was it was a fun little interaction. I love that Fuse was sunburnt. Like he was he he had the clear red lines on the mm-hmm. face and the and the chest. So like he's definitely been spending some serious time in the sun. I wonder how long. The legends have essentially been here at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then as everyone is relaxing, Bangalore says that they're too exposed on the beach and they need to get to high ground. Mirage ignores her warning and asks her to help him put sunscreen on his back and then relaxes in a lounge chair.
0: Yeah, I just got to say Mirage put sunscreen on his glove before he was about to apply it to his fully clothed self from to to neck a little interesting there. I'm confused on the reasoning, but I'm willing to look past it because I love mirage he's He's got a free pass at this point for being a little weird.
1: It's a good point, and honestly, this is such a different trailer in a different environment that you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. you know mm-hmm. typically, you probably wouldn't wear your full Gibraltar bomb prevention suit to the beach. Yeah. Loba probably wouldn't wear her like high knee heel boots while wakeboarding, yeah. but we are where we are. So <laughs> you know Fuse was the only one that really dressed appropriate. But he
0: suited up for the occasion by yeah, suiting down. <laughs>
1: yeah, as you probably should. But then Mirage goes to sleep and act one is really finished. He wakes up to the drool of a prowler standing above him. He runs, and the only thing he has to defend himself is a bottle of sunscreen—not the Mozambique he left by his chair. Mm-hmm. Bangalore comes in clutch, takes out the prowler with their trusty G7. H7. Love to see it, mm-hmm. AKA. <laughs> then all of a sudden caustic's nox gas encircles them as caustic rampart and revenant close in on mirage and bangalore
0: i gotta say real quick that the caustic gas animation and this trailer style that we've seen before in the past like with the actual launch trailer and such the green is so pure and so much denser in the Mm. trailers i i just love the aesthetic anytime we get to see caustic in this environment
1: Yeah, it's a classic look. That opaque, bright, almost neon green Mm -hmm. is uh, pretty cool and definitely is a nice cinematic. But then, as everything is not looking very good, Mm -hmm. out of nowhere, a stun trap hits Caustic. Ash jumps down from a tree and slices Rampart straight down the middle with her sword. And then Ash sneaks up on Revenant with a wingman shot to the side of his head. Mirage and Bangalore see nothing through the gas. This is all just chaos out of sight. But then Ash emerges through the green gas towards Revenant, sword in hand, exclaiming to Rev, I thought you, at least, would be a challenge, before <laughs> slicing his head off. It's
0: pretty intense. Like, she comes in, no mercy. And a theme throughout this trailer and a point I will bring up right now and maybe reiterate on later, uh, because it got us a little bit in the Loba trailer. When Loba was hitting people with the staff and stuff, we started to theorize maybe a melee ability is coming or something Mm -hmm. along those lines. I think at this point, we're pretty clearly in a place where this is a cinematic purpose that's the reasoning for ash running around with a sword and such i'm not sure she's going to be able to one-shot people in the games with a melee and the sword and such at this point but something to note because i did see some people having that reaction and i know we talked about it a while back with loba's staff beating on people in trailers
1: totally i mean and we were speculating that about ash that perhaps there would be that sort of ability but The truth remains that the melee in Apex is so so strong already. So, if you Mm -hmm. introduced a legend that was able to dial that up by any amount, it would be pretty oppressive, I think. Just like I know people say that word a lot, but Mm -hmm. I think in a melee sense, it would be the case just because there's already people opting to go for the melee instead of the weapon, yeah, if they're on a contested drop. So, good. but in this trailer, we see her using the sword and it's pretty intense.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you boost a melee up to 40, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. You kind of need to boost up to 50 and then you boost up to 50 and you're like, oh my God, that's yeah. half somebody's health in a melee. That's yeah, That's a ridiculous. three shot
1: off the drop, which is pretty yeah, intense.
0: So not ideal there. And that, that's obviously one of the reasons that Forge got the... Uh, knife arm through the head or through the heart and the reason we probably won't be seeing that ability in the game
1: yeah totally but at this point in the trailer we're stunned because Mm -hmm. we've never seen something this gruesome before you know we normally don't slice people's heads off in apex and in any trailers so (laughs) this is pretty intense
0: but rated t trailers
1: it goes on to be ash throws a data knife from titanfall into caustic's lifeless body and commands mirage and bangalore to follow her in the indicated direction mirage is shocked by the vicious fighting tactics and bangalore says nothing maybe she's stunned maybe she is finally glad that somebody's taken this serious (laughs) Um, it's kind of unclear at this point there's not a whole lot of indication about what Bangalore is thinking. Mm -hmm. But here, Mirage picks up the car SMG from the fallen caustic, kind of a a critical new piece of content here that we're really excited about. But this trio then marches through a tropical jungle towards a crashed ship. Mirage turns to Bangalore and says, wow, what kind of captain crashes his own ship? Bangalore (laughs) glares at him. And this is likely based off the teaser on Olympus where Bangalore, there's a voice line where she exclaims that she needed an evac from Gaia after her IMC ship crash landed, but also Mirage crashed his own ship, Mirage Voyage. So, pretty classic.
0: My like initial impression was like, "Oh, Mirage, being funny, saying that tongue in cheek, like uh-huh. like he knows he crashed the ship. She, he maybe he knows she crashed the ship or something." But then the more I thought about it, the more I think. Maybe Mirage just kind of forgot about it and was just making fun of Bangalore straight up and just didn't really remember didn't that catch he- catch on the irony. No, I think yeah. there's a solid chance that could have happened. It is
1: incredibly within the realm of possibility. But as they approach uh, the remains of the ship that has crash landed, they are trapped by Watson, activating her fences, and immediately Pathfinder starts shooting them in a kill box. Thankfully, Mirage escapes with the decoy and nails Pathfinder with clean shots to his chest with the car SMG. A good sign for the weapon, and Mm -hmm. you gotta applaud the dub from Mirage here.
0: Doesn't get a lot of those in these trailers.
1: But of course, Ash takes it a step further and slices Watson across the chest with her sword. Now finally... Seer completes the enemy team by kicking Mirage down to the ground, but thankfully Bangalore saves Mirage by punching Seer in the face. Increased melee bonus? Probably not, (laughs) Sway. We then see Ash finish Watson by stabbing her through the chest. Execution style.
0: Sorry to get like memed everywhere. It's it's brutal.
1: It's Intense is just the only really thing to say here. Mm -hmm. Ash then says, walking away, humans, so fragile. Mm -hmm. Mirage is again disturbed by this. Now, Seer gets up behind them, and right before he activates, a swarm of his micro drones is hit with a spider web and spun up into the clutches of a giant Carthage spider. Then, at the same time, a cluster of spiders rain down on our trio. Bangalore gets her squad to run, and as they get to a bridge, Mirage throws a dime of a grenade to dispel the attacking spiders. Needed. Very clutch. (laughs) Love to see it. Then, this is all rapid pace. A flyer dive bombs the bridge, and Ash, of course, cuts it in half like it was butter.
0: This was my favorite moment in the trailer. I flipped out during the reaction when we watched it back to prepare for this. I flipped out again and again. Like the casualness of her before then pulling out the sword quickly. Oh my goodness! It was it was fantastic. I'm hyped about it right now.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It's definitely clear that she's a killer. Um, but then Mirage says none of this was in the brochure. <laughs> the trio. The final trio approaches them at the end of the bridge. Gibraltar slams down with his battle axe in hand, then Octane, then Horizon. Horizon calls out to Ash, read. Ash responds, Dr. Somers, you should have stayed where I left you. And that was, if we can recall,
0: abandoned at a black hole. Yeah, that would have been a tough place to stay. I'm glad Very Horizon made it. Tough.
1: Up. <laughs> Very tough. And it took Horizon a lot to get out of that situation. So yes. it definitely wasn't easy. I think most of people would have been left for dead. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like she was coming back or anything like that. Yeah. At that point, Horizon opens fire with the Havoc and Gibraltar and Octane charge. Gibraltar throws down a flare for a defensive bombardment. And as Octane rushes in with the Prowler, Ash slices her sword, knocking down Octane, and tearing a phase portal of sorts behind Horizon, slicing her across the chest in one clean movement. Watching this back, she pretty much hits a collat with her sword. <laughs> in, that, in one just clean movement, she takes out both Octane and Horizon
0: yeah. like it was nothing. And teleported. It was wild.
1: Now, Gibraltar has a defensive bombardment coming down. So he throws down a dome shield, and as the bombardment explodes on the bridge, this knocks Mirage down a cliff. As he's falling, Mirage yells, Worst vacation ever. Mm-hmm. Ash then comes right through a portal at the bottom of the ravine next to Mirage, throws down Gibraltar's axe, and asks, Legends? How disappointing.
0: I'm just so glad they did it to Gibraltar off screen. Like, it, it was probably you know, just another brutal handle. kill. Like, yeah, I think we would have had to shut off our reaction at that point if you saw Gibby get run through or something. <laughs> I mean,
1: seeing poor little Watson just yeah. decimated was hard enough. But that was almost off screen because we saw it only in a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Revenant kind of got the worst of it. That was rated T for sure. But yes, <laughs> Gibraltar's death was off screen. But here, Mirage is, you know, the star of this trailer. Um, We're seeing the story through his eyes. And he really speaks for us here when he just says, no, 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 no. I'm done. I'm going back to the boat right before
0: he is run through by Ash's blade. I am disappointed he just turned his back on her like that. He's got to know better. she does not
1: play. Yeah. She does not play. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is beyond clear at this point. But then something strange happens. Mirage wakes up on a beach as if their whole thing were a dream. Mm -hmm. However, the bodies of Loba, Gibraltar, Octane, Fuse, and Rampart are scattered across the shore. Fuse's body is right next to Mirage in a lounge chair, Mm -hmm. lifeless. Mm -hmm. Ash then finds Mirage and says, you're alive, while her pet rat runs out to the edge of her sword before returning back into her hood. Then Ash says to Mirage, let's go. And Mirage saunters behind her. Then we see a wide angle of the island. And finally the end screen of blue water and red blood dispersing. And we get the title Escape, Danger Lies Within.
0: There is danger everywhere, no doubt about it, based off of this trailer. And we'll break it down. After hearing a word from our sponsors. Welcome back. So let's just go into it. We got some questions to ask, some thoughts to share. This trailer, I don't know, do you feel like it provided more questions or answers for you? Because I'm just feeling like I'm looking at the end of the games because all the legends are dead at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we got a lot. We got Mm -hmm. a lot from this trailer. I think I enjoyed the story of it, being through the eyes of Mirage, seeing Mm -hmm. a lot of the legends. I liked that a lot. And then having Ash just completely come in as a beast was pretty cool. Um, But I think in others, like when we had Seer for season 10, we kind Mm -hmm. of got to see a little bit more of the environment. I think we probably got more answers in that one than this one. And honestly, there are a lot of questions remain to be answered.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it it's quite interesting to see the, the trailer take on the personification of like this continued thought of it's not like fully canon, but it is the story and it is the trailer, which is something like yeah. the developers and such have like they're open about like we, they walk a tightrope between like what is real, what is not. Obviously, you can't have a blood sport where everybody dies and repeatedly play it, which is like the core essence of the game. Sure. But we, we see them die in trailers all the time and then it's fine and they all come back and then it's weird. It's always interesting to see that in trailers but i feel like this one just felt like some serious deaths with the sword in a very different way than before
1: yeah it's pretty hard to uh to get back up after some of these injuries you know a lot of times Mm -hmm. we're just working with you know gun wounds bullet wounds Mm -hmm. and although in real life they are extremely serious and really hard to bounce back from We can kind of suspend our disbelief because there's so much armor and there's Mm -hmm. robots, things like that. But if you get your head sliced off, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But I think the first big question to address is what the heck happened? Mm -hmm. Did Ash kill everybody? Why did Mirage get run through with a sword and then wake up with dead bodies? It's kind of unclear at the end.
0: Yeah, it, it's a little confusing. I wonder if we'll get expanded on it ever in the future, or if it's just gonna be like a a cool trailer, essentially. Like I I could see them going either way with it. Obviously, the legends aren't dead. We're gonna have a season eleven and play it in some way, shape, or form. I hope at least at this point. Um, I think the the dream concept is probably like the first one, but then you wake up and then you see that they actually are still dead, just maybe not in the form we thought they were. Being killed often and then you also have the question of why is mirage alive why did ash spare mirage will there be any sort of relationship there in the future something maybe to monitor because she didn't seem like she was going to kill him at the end and she's seen a lot through her time as a pilot maybe with or with no relations to the brother of mirage brothers of mirage um so i'm definitely interested to kind of monitor that in the future and If we get more in the future, it'll be cool for sure. It's very possible that she knows Mirage, at least knows of Mirage.
1: I mean, the hollow tech was pivotal to the the kit of pilots in the Mm -hmm. Frontier Wars. So, you know, and he's kind of a celebrity, so it's possible that she knows him, but it's also equally possible that she just does not see him as a major threat. Yeah. We would say, based off of our own opinions and bias uh that you shouldn't mess around with mirage that he's a real legend yeah but if you don't want to take our word for it mirage and or bangalore and bloodhound agree they Mm -hmm. say that mirage is a true warrior Mm -hmm. and so who knows maybe ash is underestimating mirage but also maybe there is a, a mutual respect there
0: Yeah, it it was quite intense as well to see Ash just come in and be badass, like brutal. We see the we see the pilot, the former pilot, kind of come through as an apex predator from Titanfall and an enhanced simulacrum, just decimated everyone, and they did not hold back in doing so. And it was, I think, really cool in that way to see, as a longtime Titanfall fan we've talked about like a pilot wouldn't be fair to come into the games. They'd be too dominant. We're getting our first sign of some sort of a pilot and we're seeing established just dominance for the first time, which I think is really cool. And obviously we'll walk that back or figure out a way for that not to be the case with the actual games themselves. But in terms of an entry trailer, like really fantastic in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, we did a full episode on the, Titanfall lore and how it plays Mm -hmm. into Apex. And just as a brief refresher on pilots, essentially, a pilot is top of the top special forces, a Mm -hmm. real operator. Not all pilots were enhanced with different abilities. Not all pilots were simulacrumed, but Ash is. So she is this special forces enhanced fighter who was also a lieutenant of the deadliest mercenary group known in the Outlands. So that's all you got to say. She's a And really, a she, lived combo. Yeah. she lived up mm-hmm. to that. She lived up to in the trailer, but you got to respect. So really
0: cool. I think the other thing, obviously, let's talk about the abilities. Like, little bit of teasers. What were some of your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I think that her abilities are somewhat clear in the trailer. She has some sort of stun ability. And then a phase dash of sorts and maybe some sort of ability with her data knife. I thought it was really cool to see that in the trailer and maybe not everybody knows what that is.
0: Yeah. I mean, the data knife comes from Titanfall. It's a pilot tool. And so seeing how they use it in that universe, it is, as the name says, a data knife, a way to gather intel and such. And we kind of see that in this trailer, uh, but obviously, like we mentioned with the sword and such is that the abilities in trailers aren't always representative of how things actually work um, in the games and so an instant teleport would be interesting I feel like but I mean for the most part we're getting close to seeing what this is I'm sure we'll get a ability trailer before our next episode and yeah. so we'll be able to actually break it down rather than theorize it but stun some sort of port in a way like to transport herself with some sort of passive and it's weird that wraith wasn't in the trailer i saw some people kind of talking about that on twitter like wraith got her feelings hurt because there's another character with a portal right now so we'll we'll see also
1: a formal pilot yeah Yeah, exactly i mean the horizon and ash storyline is really really cool but almost evenly so it'd be really cool to see the interaction between wraith and ash
0: yeah yeah her interactions with all the legends are going to be so interesting it's just yeah so much more to come and we'll talk about it more in depth in the future for sure
1: absolutely then there is the car smg Mm -hmm. we saw it in action but no indication what it may be exactly we speculated about it in our last episode, so we'll wait to discuss its functionality until we have more information.
0: I will say, based off the trailer, it's a gun that shoots bullets and it killed Pathfinder, setting itself up to be effective.
1: That's right. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> now the map. Yes. Lots yes, of yes, yes. wildlife. We got spiders and prowlers and flyers. Oh my.
0: It it was everywhere. It was like... Back in our very first big season update of Kings Canyon, we had all the wildlife enter the map. Fascinating to see if some of the rumors and such that we've heard and what could come. You know, we've, we've worked our way towards free roaming AI with wildlife and such with trials. What would that look like on a full map? Because this is a tropical island map paradise with jungles it's set up to let these animals be around do you have any first impressions on what that might do for the games and how it compares to what we've seen in the past
1: yeah i mean i view it as a risk you know yeah. I, I it's think a switch up it's a switch up for yeah. sure this is completely different if we were to just open up trials onto world's edge and there were prowlers running around that's a pretty big distraction you know mm-hmm. we talked about a couple weeks ago we were speculating about Gaia and what we may like from a a next map, I kind of went off the hinges and said, what if there were like AI defense robots? What if we had specters that had guns Mm -hmm, that fired mm -hmm. back, but they were kind of stuck to a POI, you know, that you could choose to engage and kind of expect it. Free roaming is a whole nother story. So, It is a concern of mine, you know, how it could muddy combat, how Mm -hmm. it could maybe distract people for good or for bad. Um, But I think that if this is the case and this actually comes to the game, what's the point? You know, Mm -hmm. why is this happening? And is there a benefit to me for engaging with this PVE style mode? Mm -hmm. Um, I think is the big if because this is a big switch up and you don't want to do it for no payoff.
0: Yeah. In Fortnite, they did it and brought in loot. Like that yeah. was the payoff per se. And so if they do it in Apex, I would imagine the pull from like some sort of similar system and that there's going to be a benefit for fighting or killing whatever. And yeah. based off the AI we've seen in game already, it's probably not going to be overpowering if we do get it. My first instinct or. Preference maybe not instinct would be to have no sort of form of AI. I like the pure map as is right now, uh, but it's a switch up, and if it happens, I will be absolutely willing to try and learn and see how it impacts the game and map. Essentially,
1: that's right. I think that's the right attitude.
0: You gotta try. I mean, yeah. we we say all the time, like we love this game. We give the game the benefit of the doubt. No matter what they do, we're willing to try it out and every map normally brings something new and new sort of way to play in a meta and you like it or dislike it for those reasons this just might be one of those things and we'll see we get the most out of it there's going to be good and bad you know um let's talk about the weather because the skybox was insane looking at the like zoom out shot like at the very end you zoom out you get the blue sky and then you have this huge storm in the background come on, does it roll in or not? We've been talking about, you know, weather impacting the map in a live shape or form for, I mean, we've been speculating that now for like a month and a half. Like it would be crazy to actually get. And now we're seeing a storm in the game. I don't know, man. I
1: feel like we have just been teased so much about weather.
0: I mean, Mm -hmm. we've
1: had storms come into Olympus. You know, and have lore about it. How oh, yeah. this is a city in the sky. Yeah, major weather patterns are going to be a problem. You're going to get zapped out of the sky. You mm-hmm. know, by a, a thunderbolt. Um, and then we also had a skybox switch up on World's Edge. Yeah. So we've kind of had storms for years now, and mm-hmm. it feels like we may be building up to something. And maybe this isn't just a trope and a norm for maps to see, but. It does remain to be seen if it will play a role in gameplay.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the Leviathans, it could be something that circles into the game. I just don't know when, you know, I yeah. hope it's at the beginning, but m- maybe not. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping for an, en- I I think in the gameplay trailer, we'll we'll get something like if there's if there's advanced weather mechanics, we'll get it in the gameplay trailer. I would be shocked if it just like people dropped in day one and they didn't see anything. So another like we'll learn again soon. And then the last thing from the trailer I want to talk about and kind of squash, unfortunately, is that a lot of people in our discord and on social media were talking about the havoc that Horizon was using. It felt a little select fiery uh, with the single fire shot. Uh, I went back, went frame by frame. You can see the distinct blue bullet shots of the Havoc in full auto mode. I don't think we're going to be having single fire uh, returning to the game. Uh, Unfortunately for the Havoc, it's been something when we talked with the weapons designer at Apex, something that didn't seem likely to return then. And I don't think this is a sign of it coming now.
1: Yeah, it's sad. I mean, when the Havoc did have select fire, it was doing 70 or it was doing 60 to the body. Yep. That's what the bow does. Yeah. So if you like that sort of damage, we have Use that the in bow. the bow, mm-hmm. but I have to admit that the Havoc got robbed. You know, it didn't get the select fire built in when others, most notably the PK, mm-hmm. got the choke built in. So it is what it is, but I think that a lot of people that like the Havoc forget about the charge up time. And so no matter how it fires, it's going to have that kind of blue charge up effect and if I were to choose between the Selectifier and the Turbo, I would go with the latter. Hopefully Horizon <laughs> did the same.
0: I would too. Oh man, if she didn't, she was setting herself up for failure there real quick.
1: <laughs> right from the start. But now let's talk about some additional questions about the map. So we have the crashed ship. Mm-hmm. We can assume that this is the IMC ship the Bangalore crashed as reported in her SOS in the teasers on Olympus. Mm -hmm. However, it leads to many questions as well. How did you get off Gaia?
0: Yeah, so if she crash lands there, so I looked back at some of the lore, um, and here's the description, and we'll try and break it down. Uh, After crashing on a syndicate planet, which we can now, safe to assume, is Gaia, uh, Anita, that's Bangalore, looked for both work and the brother she refused to believe had died so they could begin the decades long trip back home. Now she fights to raise money in the apex games in the hopes of finding a pilot willing to take the epic trip back home to reunite with what remains of her family. Um, So I'm not, maybe we'll get a real in-depth description of it or something in the future. Like we'll, we'll discover some lore, but I think my assumption right now would just be that like all these other maps, they're on big planets and Bangalore crash landed. She found work in some way, shape or form on this Island that we've crash landed on and she used that to get to the apex games. Now she's in the apex games to raise money. Cause that's the most effective way to get those stacks that you really need to make this huge trip. Cause you're asking a pilot to give up their life to take this trip essentially. Yeah. That's so, how
1: far away it is.
0: It's a tough one for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the next question being, where are they? Why did an IMC starship crash land in a tropical paradise?
0: Hmm. We'll, I think, dive into the lore of this map once the season comes out and we learn a little bit more. From what we know is that Jackson and Bangalore were part of a secret mission to deliver some technology, essentially, on the ship to the Outlands. It then was attacked and crashed. That's kind of like the extent of what we know currently. Maybe there's more, and I'm just forgetting on it off top of my head. Though that's what I know.
1: I think that it's clear that it was an accident and Mm -hmm. why the remains of the ship are still there on this beach are likely because this is syndicate space. This is the outlands. There is no formal government. The Mm -hmm. only government is a mercenary group. So we don't have a whole lot of people like Lifeline and Gibraltar (laughs) willing to pitch in and uh, do it on government money. But I think that's kind of a little bit of an answer, maybe the beginning of more stories and questions surrounding this ship.
0: Totally. I think we're going to learn a lot more about that in the future. I mean, we're already getting the lore and teasers for it right now in this season. So I think it'll be a building point into the future.
1: And then, I mean, the biggest hype of the season is Ash, but from this trailer, how did she enter the games? Yeah.
0: I mean, she just appears out of nowhere. So it's, it's a little weird. Um, my my theory slash speculation based off what we know is so from those abridged patch notes that we talked about last week they said ash is done just overseeing the games she's ready to win them and prove she's the apex predator so that right there senses this pride like prove she's the apex predator she once was back with cuban blisk when she was on what were the actual apex predators um and in arenas Ash's voice lines repeatedly just show contempt for the skills of the legends in the arenas, and I think she just might be seriously sick of their play. Think they suck, and she just wants to prove that she is by far superior to all the other legends. So she's going to enter the games, and she's going to win. Like that's yeah. that's my basic reasoning. But I think there's going to be a lot more than that that we <laughs> that we uncover for sure.
1: Yeah, and I I think that really plays into why she's destroying all the legends. You know, that kind of maybe built up anger, but also just the incredible skill for Mm -hmm. someone. If someone was purpose built to win a blood sport, it's Ash. Yeah. So we're here and we're ready to play. But at the same time, as many of the legends have a gripe with Hammond, Mm -hmm. Ash does as well. So there is the common ground there that Mm -hmm. she was used, spit up, rebuilt, taken apart, thrown in the trash. So she has some common ground with some of these legends that have a grudge.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how she fits in. We're getting a lot of legends come into the game that aren't all pally pals with everyone else. Ash, Path or not Path, sorry, Revenant. I mixed up my robots. My God, I can't believe I just could put Revenant and Path in the same sentence for personality. I apologize. Uh, and and like crypto, like these outsiders, essentially, that have now come into the games and they're not a part of this big group. And so I think it's going to be interesting to monitor the relationship for those. Maybe like, they, like do Ash and Revenant end up getting along because they are both like these huge haters and outsiders. You know, Pathfinder and Ash dated them. What's mm-hmm. that relationship going to be? Ash might not remember, but I guarantee you Path does. Yes, and so, he does. Yeah, I'm excited for like those voice lines and seeing those interactions.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think there's a lot of fun lore to be had this season. And as you're sure to hear again on this show, the hype around Ash is unmatched. Yeah. It's never been that exciting to have a character like that in this game. So... Pretty cool. Lots of opportunity. Almost done with the questions, but like we said, there's a lot. Rolling. Keep it rolling. Is this a vacation?
0: Mm-hmm. Is
1: Mirage and many of the legends right in thinking that this is a, a vacation to relax in? Or is this the official location of
0: the games? Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting because I don't know if we're going to get an answer off the bat. Like, But this brochure vibe does make it seem like, hey, this was a planned vacation for the games and for some reason they ended up fighting because Bangalore was obviously on edge because she knew where she was she knows that there's like some sus stuff going on here for whatever reason so whatever that stuff is maybe that's going to be the reasoning for why they end up actually fighting here is it that uh the the, the oh my goodness the syndicate sent them on a vacation because they needed to do something at Olympus with the technology or they needed world's edge, which is kind of dying. Like they needed to do something over there to fix up those maps. Like in terms of lore, I think there's a lot we'll explore for why we go here, but that answer is still very much not clear in my opinion.
1: I agree. Now, another kind of a big question is we saw in the beginning of the trailer boats and Pretty nice form factor boats that look realistic to be mm-hmm. in a game, perhaps about the same size as a trident. Um, will there be playable boats in this next map?
0: Yeah, I mean, we have introduced vehicles before, so it's not mm-hmm. like it's out of the question. And I think if there's a lot of water, which some of these, you know, Teasers on Olympus right now for what the mini map looks like, showing a little bit of an archipelago kind of showcase that there's water. So depending on how i think depending on how the water mechanics work in the game which is your next question so i'm skipping ahead like is do you have to swim like do you have to can you walk through it vice versa i think that'll dictate maybe if there's a water vehicle and we even mentioned a long time ago like the tridents, maybe they can just float over the water as well. Mm -hmm. So however the water mechanic works, I think will be a good answer for the boat. Obviously, if you can't go in the water, but there's water in the way, a boat would be a great mechanic to get you from point A to point B. (laughs) Yeah,
1: totally. I mean, the water really is the question there. How will Mm -hmm. it work? Is it an obstacle? Would there be swimming? Or is it the same as King's Canyon, where maybe you're slightly slowed moving through it? Or it's just giving an audio warning to enemies. You know, like you said, the Triadent was a really perfect Apex vehicle. If you wanted a vehicle in Apex, the Triadent is the GOAT. And one of the reasons is that it can maneuver all terrain because it's hover, you know, so it can go over rocks, grass, water, all these things. There's water on Olympus yeah, and the Triadent seemed to work okay not very deep water, so maybe this is a different story, but I think there is opportunity to have a hover vehicle, maybe not a boat, but other BRs do have boats, but it kind of comes down to how is the water treated and how is that going to play in?
0: Well, that honestly, that's all the questions we had based off of this trailer and As some fun of these answers are, I think we'll get a lot of the answers in the gameplay trailer that we're looking for. Obviously not the lore, but a lot of how stuff works, like this theoretical boat and such, we will definitely have the answers shortly. Uh, And I'm seriously looking forward to next week because I'm hoping that we are able to talk about a lot of stuff based off hopefully getting an Ash trailer, hopefully getting a gameplay trailer. And you know they've done different ones season to season, so maybe we get like a map blog or something along those lines in the time frame so uh, hopefully next week we have more answers to share but uh that's the trailer breakdown for now any last thoughts before we wrap it up with five star questions no let's do it okay first question coming from drew Baca huge fan of the third party i'm a week one season zero player and i'm still learning new things about this game in large part due to the third party i have nothing but positive things to say about this podcast henry and Shea provide incredibly in-depth knowledge concerning all things apex legends from lore to map design to gameplay tips this podcast is everything i just want to let you guys know that i listened to your recent episode on increasing your kd and i gotta say that your tips have been a big help my season 10 kd was hovering around the 1.19 1.21 and now i'm very close to a 1.3 with no signs of slowing down down that's awesome this late in the season that's hard to do thanks for the help and the great content quick question have you you may have answered this in prior podcast, so I apologize if this has already been covered but do you guys think you'd ever switch over to mouse and key I'm a controller player and I feel like I'm reaching my skill threshold on controller and have been wondering if making the switch could help me reach a higher skill level making the switch switch would be a huge learning curve but I'm considering it what are your thoughts on switching from controller to mouse and key thanks also sorry for the incredibly wrong long review. No need to apologize, Chewbacca. We we love butchering while we read off this uh, show doc right now, so it's always a good time. I <laughs> yeah,
1: love the challenge. Um, but, Drew, so happy that you enjoyed that KD episode. I hope others yes. uh, also had some good takeaways from it. I was very proud of that content. I think that there are some wise words in there that are very applicable to everybody's game. Yep. But your question is almost like you were a prophet for one of our more recent episodes. <laughs> We did a whole comparison about M&K versus controller, Amos's debate. I think you got a lot of our thoughts in that episode on kind of the in-depth ideas about should you switch? Why? Mm -hmm. What's the platform Mm -hmm. differences? Um, I think that I can tell you that I'm not going to be switching to playing shooters on mouse and key ever.
0: Yeah, I'm with you personally. I think you bring up a great point, Drew. Like there is a higher skill ceiling. With MNK, it's going to take you a long time. Henry and I personally don't have the time to do it or really the desire. I feel like I grew up playing on controller. Controller feels like gaming to me. And I get for a lot of people that grew up on mouse and key, that mouse and key feels like gaming for you, which is why I think it's totally down to personal preference. And uh, for me, that's where it's going to remain. That's right.
1: Next question coming from Papa Domi. Hi, only been listening to the podcast for about a month now, but I'm really enjoying I'm a Bloodhound man, and I was wondering if you could do a Bloodhound legend breakdown at some point. We also got a similar question coming from Obi-Wan Kenobi themselves. Hey, I'm a Bloodhound man, and I would like some help.
0: First and foremost, so excited for the Kenobi series. That's the most important thing here, right?
1: 100%. percent. Everybody should that. be hyped.
0: Yeah, Huge Star Wars fans over here. Um, but yeah, great question. Bloodhound help. Bloodhound breakdowns. I'll be honest with you, I feel like if you just listen to all our episodes, you'll get all the Bloodhound breakdowns because we talk about them so much, but we do have a Mastering the Legends Bloodhound edition uh, that you could go back and listen to. I would say it's still pretty relevant. Any updates you can think of off the top of your head since then that are major ones?
1: Yeah, we we did that in Season 6. So yeah. there was kind of the update about extending the uh, duration of the ultimate with mm-hmm. you know having the additional scans as well. Um, The only thing that has really changed is the fact that you're not getting assists based off of scans anymore. Mm -hmm. So a little bit different in terms of a choice and a a must pick to maximize your KP. But after all the changes to how the ranked points worked and decreasing the cap for placement, Mm -hmm. Bloodhound is still an incredible pick and always welcome on any of my teams. So definitely a good one to main, definitely a good one to learn. And uh, yeah, go have at it with that good episode.
0: Check out that episode. It'll walk you through all the little tips and tricks of how to scan, why to scan, when to scan. And that's what you got to know. Always be scanning. ABS. That's Next weird. question from coming from your new guy. All right. So the podcast is amazing as usual. And I usually listen to you all when mowing the lawn or just playing Apex. My question is, Shay, are you secretly the guy from Hacksmith? You sound the exact same also. And if you've never seen their videos, then I recommend it because it's uncanny. Anyways, that's all. And still a great pod okay have you do you hear it because we all both right, went so back guy, and we we watched we watched videos in preparation we did for this question some <laughs> research and
1: i'm not hearing it and it might be because i've seen the guy and he doesn't look like you but the voice i don't know
0: i don't hear it either and we edit our voices mm-hmm. all the time so i feel like it's not one of those cases where like i don't know how i sound because I listen to myself every night when going through the podcasts and stuff. So I don't know, but I would like some other people's opinions. So if anyone else wants to go check out Hacksmith, like the new guy said, some fantastic work over there, like great YouTube channel, great video, and a uh, great name, your new guy, because that is the name of my fantasy football team as well.
1: <laughs> and he's got a great voice. So great it's voice. a compliment.
0: It is a compliment. Totally. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: Last question from the day coming from teach the God. Hi, long time listener here. I'm about to get another legend. Which legend has the best movement replayability out of horizon octane Valkyrie currently main pathfinder. Thanks for the episode about him.
0: Oh my God. What an impossible choice. Oh, that's so hard. And the first thing I got to say is you're so close to season 11. Wait to see if you want to unlock ash we're not obviously sure what her abilities could be um but she very well may fit in this category we'll probably know next week and it's not a long wait and it, you can at least consider it at that point um what if what if you were choosing from these 3 though do you have a gut feeling
1: so i i, I would take horizon out of this list honestly I, I like her kit i think she's very cool but i'm more interested in the others octane I think it is a really stellar kit, incredibly fun. I'm shocked that you haven't unlocked them already. They're so popular and so fun and so mm-hmm. approachable that I just think everybody should have the ability to choose Octane. Yep. However, for that reason, he is the most popular legend by a landslide. Mm-hmm. So the chances of someone taking your main are incredibly high. Mm-hmm. For that reason, I would say Unlock Valk. She's harder than Pathfinder, I would think, but her kit is so diverse, and she has so much to offer for you as an individual player. I think her movement is really fun and powerful, and then the team utility, I think, is up there. I think mm-hmm. it's a tier one like team player ability up there with Bloodhound and Gibraltar.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she's making her way into Ranked. I think, and she's hitting the pro scene right now. Yeah, Octane and Valkyrie would be who I'm choosing between as well. Incredibly tough choice. I think you can't go wrong either way. I'm mostly playing Valk right now, though, so I will give that vouch and recommendation that way. She's like my current main, essentially. So uh, please go enjoy it and enjoy your new legend. But yeah, just wait a couple days and a week to make sure you don't want to do Ash. Like, that's all I'll say besides that any last thoughts it's
1: a tough call but best of luck either way i don't think you can do anything wrong go with no horizon wrong. too she's a lot of fun
0: she's great our favorite she's great. voice actor no doubt thank you to our producer of the third party 10 who supports us on patreon subscribe and apple pods drop a follow on spotify follow us on instagram and twitter at third party pod and check out the discord via the link in the description thank you so much for listening to the third party podcast we will catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in Whole squad down. Hey, bro, not
1: today. Maybe tomorrow.